Building an online business is more than branding, content, and sales. It's what happens behind the scenes during the highs and lows that make or break your business. I'm your host, Kim Doyle, and this is The Kim Doyle Show. I'll be sharing my own journey of 10 plus years growing an online business, as well as talking to entrepreneurs who are on the ground, creating, building, and showing up every day. Remember, do business as only you can do. What up, what up? Kim Doyle in the house. I don't know where that came from, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Kim Doyle Show. I am, of course, Kim Doyle, and this is a solo show today, guys. I'm excited. It, uh, you know, sometimes those ideas just strike you, right? Something will sort of come out of the blue and it just hits me and I run with it and it ends up being something that I really enjoy creating, which ideally that's what we want our content to be, right? This is episode 38. The title is More Being, Less Being Seen. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and jump into this. And by the way, for those of you who listened to the last episode with Allegra Sinclair, part two is coming. I felt really inspired. It's already done, ready to go, but I wanted to get this out first. So um, don't hate me for that. We are going to finish that conversation. And I'm just going to paint a picture for you because I'm feeling happy. <laughs> it's it's just we have had the craziest weather. Um, it was pouring rain and cold cold-ish, I should say, uh, last weekend. And today it's like 75, close to 80, windows open. Sorry if you can hear birds or noises outside. Uh, It's a beautiful day, blue skies. So um, I forget, like I'm a summer girl. My birthday is July. I forget how much the weather can impact your mood. I like cozy days and all that too, but it um, there's something inspiring or pick-me-up-ish for lack of a better word, about sunshine, right? So let's jump into this. I have been thinking about balance in business and where I spend my time and energy quite a bit these days. In fact, it's probably safe to say this has been bubbling up uh, for a while. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm on allergy pills, but we're going to just roll with it. It's but But really this whole idea of of balance and where you put your time and, and FOMO and the role that plays. It's like, ah, cause there's, there's just always something more to do, right? This is one of those things that I absolutely love my business. I love what I do, but it's always there. There's always something else you can be doing, right? So my business has really shifted and grown significantly in the last few months um, we've got the other brand. We, I have the other brand, Content Creators Planner with Jody. Uh, so if you've not checked out that, do that. It is a physical content planner or PDF. Um, but I've also added services back into my business, which we're doing content marketing for people. This is a high ticket retainer. And I'm in the process of hiring team members again. And it <laughs> it's crazy because it's been a couple of years since I've done any service work. And when I stopped doing it, I was very adamant that I didn't ever want to do services again, like ever. I was very adamant about that. And it's funny because I, when I went down to Troy Dean's event, excuse me, in February, somebody was saying that when I was working through a content strategy with the planner, I went and spoke on that and we had worked through it and he's like, oh, you should do this for other people. I was like, no, 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 no. (coughs) I am so sorry, you guys, for the coughing. Maybe I should stop with the coffee and drink water. 
I was very adamant that I wasn't going to do it, but the right opportunity appeared. And I have talked about that in a previous episode, so I'm not going to go sideways too much with that. But, but really I was able to also reframe it. Gosh, I feel like I could do a whole episode on reframing stuff, but because I looked at it from the perspective of I get to master my craft. That's it. Like I love what I'm doing. And now by providing this for clients and measuring things and, and, and testing what's working in different markets, it's like, I get to create content around the service work as well. That'll serve me. Right. So uh, reframing that really helped, but you know, I'm, I'm actually really excited about this new part of my business. At the same time, I'm not in a mad rush to go out and sell the heck out of this and bring in tons of clients, at least not until the systems are running like a well-oiled machine or quite possibly ever. But I should clarify what I mean by tons of clients, because the truth is I want to scale this to a comfortable and manageable level and see where it takes me. I have zero desire to create and scale some huge content marketing agency. Where I'm at today, I see scaling this to a post I wrote 10 to 15 clients max. We might, we, I think we could do 20. Um, but doing it one client at a time with four or five people on my team and, and seeing where it takes us. <coughs> I also look at this and I apologize, you guys, if I, I think I told the story about Club 33, right? At Disneyland. If you haven't listened to the episode where I did, or maybe I'm just thinking I told you, but Club 33 is this exclusive club that you have to pay a boatload of money to get access to, right? If you go to Disneyland in California, in New Orleans Square, where there's Pirates of the Caribbean and all that kind of stuff. So you can see this blue, kind of a navy blue door, and it's just got a gold 33 on it. So I am not a member of Club 33, but it's this exclusive thing, right? And so I was like, I think that's kind of what I want the car- the content marketing agency to be, that it's sort of a invite-only referral thing, that type of thing. And not because Kim is she-she and wants something exclusive, but because I want to work with people who value service work at a level where it's like, look, we're hiring you, go do your job, just keep us posted kind of thing. And so while getting results, obviously, like I want there to be a relationship, but they, they see me as the expert and the strategist, they, they get that there's a team, all of that stuff. So I know that when it comes to referrals with people that are already at that level, they're doing business with people at that level, right? That's where I'm coming from. But the reason I said yes to this offering, honestly, to even stepping into this is super simple. I believe in content marketing hundred percent. I love doing it. And I want to help people get results. And like I said before, it's going to help me master my craft. I get to create a great stream of recurring revenue. Like I said, it's a monthly retainer, a high ticket monthly retainer. Um, We're doing a minimum of a six month contract. I think I will probably shift that to eight or 12 months. Um, But it's going to allow me to keep space within my life to serve people at a higher level, right? The cash flow will also allow me to reinvest back into my business with paid traffic. None of which is the point of this post. The point is that I step into this new offering, working on growing the content creators planner brand with Jody and keeping the Kim Doyle brand going. Something's going to have to give here, right? And I don't mean that I'm going to drop any of those things, but how how effective can you be 
if you're trying to do everything everywhere all the time, right? And that's such a generalization. We're going to unpack it a little bit. But I had a friend reach out on Facebook recently to see if everything is okay because I'd been a little MIA. I was like, yeah, why? And she's like, well, you, you've kind of been, I haven't seen you on Facebook much. And here's the thing, you guys, everything is great. I've simply been doing the work, which I, I always do the work, but my workload has increased, right? At the same time, I want to do deeper work. So maybe less quantity, higher quality. Like I've, I've been working on a post on micro content, sort of repurposing with chapters. So this is probably going to be the first, I don't say cornerstone, but sort of, what do they call those for the love of God? I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's that where you've got, you know, um, a piece of content that links out to multiple elements on your site, but they're going to be chapters and it's all going to be part of one post for lack of a better word. But I've been working on that. I, I mapped it out first and I've started writing it um, for a couple of weeks and I kind of go back into it. But the, the truth is like adding services to my business initially requires way more involvement on my part while everything is being set up before I can be in more of the consultant role, right? Surprisingly, it's been hugely liberating. <laughs> I spend way too much time scrolling on Facebook. I, I'd love to tell you I don't, but I do. Um, I, I love the Facebook group, uh, content creators, but I'm also wondering how do I keep that flourishing while I invest my time in my business? The keyword here being mine, not Mark Zuckerberg's, right? Because we all know social media, organic reach, all that's gone down, right? And I'm going to talk about that a little bit, but, um, all, all of that being said, that is what leads me to the title of this post, more being and less being seen. Because there's an obscene amount of pressure to be seen everywhere, especially as a content marketer, now that I've decided to claim that that is who I am and what I do. And let me tell you this, guys, before I go any further, this isn't a rant about hustling, doing too much, doing too little, whether you do or don't sleep enough, whether you have a morning routine or how productive your days are. This is truly coming from a place of wondering how to navigate all this, you know? And I'll tell you, really, you have to decide how to navigate it, right? That's that's the clarity I got through writing this piece of content and then sitting here recording with you guys is that this is going to be, it's going to be unique and and it has to work for you and how you move through the world as opposed to a productivity hack or implementing some insane morning routine, which tells you how I feel about some of that stuff. But but really, it's like we have access to what people are doing 24-7. I love technology, social media, and all that the internet has allowed me. But for the love of all that is good in the world, I do not want to feel like I'm falling behind because I'm not recording and documenting every damn thing that I do. And flip that to my everything is content, right? So this might sound a little contrary, but it's not about the doing of the thing. It's the pressure of doing the thing. That's, that's where I'm coming from, you know? And I think this is probably the cause of this feeling is a mix between self-responsibility or lack thereof for some people and the culture we live in, right? So as an example, like I have nieces and a nephew that are younger than my kids. One is finishing elementary, one is finishing middle school, and one's in high school. When I watch some of the things they go through, mainly the two older ones, 
Honestly, you guys, I thank God I did not have social media growing up. Between seventh and ninth grade, I spent a combined total of 15 months on crutches for hip surgeries. That time is just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's heinous to begin with, right? Like just puberty, pre-puberty, all that stuff. But it would have been 10 times harder to manage that time in my life if I had access to see everything that I was missing out on, right? Or all the other fun that people were having. Because let's face it, I mean, social media is the highlight reel, right? We only see what people want us to see. So I think about, God, that pressure that kids feel. And then you look at the pressure that as adults feel. And I get it, you guys. I'm in a digital marketing space. I'm guessing that if you're listening to this, you have a business. You are a digital marketer to a certain extent. You're online more frequently than, say, you know, my sister who has a full-time job or my brother has a full-time job and is on nothing because his world is sports outside of work and his kids and stuff. So so you look at that, um, there's, there's just this weird pressure that sinks in, right? All right, I've gone a little sideways there. So back to the business side of things. There are probably only a handful of people that I follow that I envy from a business perspective. And envy is probably a strong word, but admire, envy, aspire, I don't know. what Fill in the blank there. Here's the thing, though. It's not because of their income. It's because they run very successful businesses simply, right? I'm going to go off script. So if you read the post, this is not in there. But I was having a conversation recently uh, with a friend, John Schumacher. Schumacher, I apologize, John, what is up? You'll be hearing more from John. He's kind of been um, this behind the scenes guys for people for a while, like running, scaling webinars and funnels and all of that kind of stuff. And is is getting out there a little bit more. But we were we were just catching up literally the other day. And I was talking to him. Gosh, it had been, we met at a dinner in San Francisco hosted by John Corcoran. This is not name dropping. I'm just telling you about connections and why I love all that stuff. But uh, so John and I were talking and I was telling him about, you know, all the content marketing, all that stuff that we're doing. And I was saying that um, I had been thinking about doing a content promotion challenge. So I tested this with um, some in a private group And meaning instead of looking at just more, 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 more content, but taking one, what if you took one post and either edited the post or created a new post, and then you spent 30 days promoting that, what would that do, right? And obviously there's a planning element to that piece of content in terms of, you know, are people searching for this? Is this solving a problem? keywords, all that kind of stuff, right? So I thought about doing a challenge mainly because I have watched people launching challenges, right? ClickFunnels did their one funnel away challenge, which I will tell you, I will probably share email, promote that was amazing training. Okay. It was, it's a hundred dollar 30 day challenge. They send you this box of stuff, excuse me, a book, a workbook, MP3s, all of that. But the training was really, 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 really good. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. So I was like, wow, that's great. 
And then I've seen a couple other people launching challenges because they're a great front end lead acquisition model, right? Meaning you get a lot of people in who are interested, you're creating community, there's engagement, all of that stuff. And the, and the challenges that I've seen run anywhere from 47 to $100. Now, let's start with ClickFunnels and look at the fact that um, they have an army of people to produce that stuff, right? The training was done by three people. Russell Brunson, his training, I, I really appreciated the most. Uh, Julie Stoyan, her, her stuff was great. And then Steven Larson, who God bless him. I think he's great at what he does, but he's a little too high performing, <laughs> but I think he's great. I really, really do. So there, there's a lot of video in there, but here's the thing. Those guys go record their video and they have people to produce and manage and set everything up. So keep that in mind. ClickFunnels has, you know, people that run traffic. They've got an army of JV. So of course this stuff is going to work. And if, and on a separate note, they're good at copy and marketing. They test, they tweak, they measure, right? Some of the other things I've seen challenges for are great too. But here's what John said. I am circling back, you guys. John goes, so what is, so we were talking about the content planner, right? Because right now we're running ads for the content creators planner and <laughs> the ad was doing phenomenal. And then, um, the, it wasn't tracking conversions. We did something off of the pixel. Thank God, Jody's brain works better with that stuff than mine. Uh, pixels fixed, but we had paused it and then duplicated the ad. And of course now it's not as converting as well. Right. And you guys, we're doing this slowly. We're testing it $10 a day. We're testing the ad. So when I was speaking with Sean, it was like, well, what is the, uh, click funnels calls like the value ladder, the first step, next step, next step. He said, what's kind of the end goal? Like, do you have a course in between and then a high ticket thing? And, you know, I'm working on like a big course. I have the content marketing secrets so we could use that. And I said, you know, John, I said, what I'd really love to do is a three-day event. And I really want to hear from you guys if anybody's interested in doing this, but a three-day event that is high ticket. We're talking probably 5k, but you come for three days, your hotel and all your food is covered. And we record, I really hope you guys couldn't hear that huge FedEx truck that just showed right. But you come, we've got some pre-work for you to do. We get together a small group of people, 10, 20 max. And what we do with that is we create your content strategy. Obviously you get a subscription to the planner, but you're going to fill in, create your content strategy and we're going to create content. We're going to have a videographer there. We're going to have audio equipment. We're going to take photos. So you're actually going to leave with a content strategy, content created, knowing what needs to happen in kind of a private mastermind type setting. And he goes, <laughs> why don't you just sell that? Like wouldn't, so, so you look at the amount of work in selling an event for three days. Not that there's not a lot of work. I'm not saying that, but what is going to be more realistic to be honest with you? And what will I enjoy doing more? I personally would enjoy the personal interaction. I would love to spend three days with people when in a small group, 10, 20 people where you just dive in and really get the work done. You establish relationships. They feel good about that stuff. So that being said, I was like, he's totally right. Like I, I felt like I had to do a, cha a challenge or I should do a challenge because they're working. But you know, all of those shoulds and stuff just, I, I, they get in the way of doing the work. 
this all comes back to running a successful business simply, right? The people that I admire are doing this, they're masters of their craft. They, they stay in their lane. They know their zone of genius and they go all in with that, right? They work with great clients. I mean, not all the time, right? Because most of the time, not most of the time, but when you're working with people, <laughs> aka clients, you're going to get some numpties because it's just a numbers game, right? They live life on their terms and they do not spend an inordinate amount of time on social media launching courses or products all the time, or living with expectations and pressure. Okay. Keep in mind, this is all my perception. That's not to say their lives are always a walk in the park and they don't feel pressure, right? I'm stating all of this as the observer, but I don't see these people jumping around from group to group. And and obviously I'm not in all the groups. So please just take all of this with a grain of salt, right? It's, It's my observation, but you can't scale a successful business when you're not working on and in your business, right? And um, this is not about are you working on or in it, but the point being, <laughs> there's only so many hours in the day, right? So I've become much more conscious of where I'm spending my time and how it relates to my energy. The desire to write and record this this post, podcast, whatever. It started out just as a post and I thought, I'm going to go ahead and record this. Um, Came about after having a conversation with my daughter. It was like an hour and a half. And I had this epiphany as I was talking to her because she's a very independent, ambitious, and driven young woman. Obviously not objective, but she's pretty awesome. So she works hard and she tends to make the most of every opportunity. You guys, she's going to school in Southern California and is has worked in the film industry. She's done some production assistant stuff. She also does nannying, college nannies. Um, and I can't tell you many parents she's connected with that work at Netflix and Amazon. And she talks to them and she asks them to read scripts and stuff when it's relevant and appropriate, right? So she takes the ball and runs with it. At the same time, she's human. And all of a sudden, she was feeling this pressure and frustration with what she is and isn't doing with where she's at in her life. And I mean, in terms of like, oh, should she be creating projects over the summer? And, and she's written some scripts and should she produce those as films and do all of these things? And, you know, I don't know that it helped, but I assured her that it's certainly not something only young people question, right? It, it just isn't. So, um, you know, but we were talking and my epiphany was, about process as opposed to accomplishment, right? What if what she's experiencing right now is about getting clearer on her path as opposed to doing more things? And, you know, another quick story about this um, was a good friend, Matt Davies. I think he's a good friend now. They launched Funnel Packs, which if you've not checked out, funnelpacks.co, their founder specials are ending at the end of... Um, founder specials are ending at the end of May, May 31st. So I am recording this on May 29th. So if you haven't checked out funnel packs, do it a couple days. I just bought their lead gen funnel pack and what, what funnel packs are. I did a whole podcast with Matt, right? But the funnel packs, it's basically you get landing pages, copy emails, everything you need to set up an entire funnel on WordPress using, they have Elementor, Beaver Builder templates, and I believe they're working on Divi. So a little off script there too. But again, what if, what if we started focusing on the process as opposed to 
the outcome, right? And I specifically chose accomplishment as opposed to outcome because there is this pressure, right? There is a fine line between pursuit of work you love and then having that fit in to who you are and how you want to move through the world. So I had a call yesterday actually with Allegra. <laughs> She's going to probably be doing some work with me. And we were, we were chatting and I don't know where it went, but I was telling her, you know, the, there's so many ways that you can be on and be seen today. And someone had said to her once, like, you could be, you know, you could be the next Oprah. She's like, I don't want to be like, first of all, <laughs> that's Oprah's Oprah, right? But her point is, do you know what she has to do to be Oprah? Like, what does that require? And so I know for myself, freedom is, is so at the core of my values, guys. And that means freedom to run to Costco in the afternoon if I feel like it, take a nap, go to the gym, whatever it is. So I like having freedom built into my life. And as soon as I start feeling like I have to do something, I'm going to go into resistance. I just know it. So the example with this is that I know that if I were to live stream a few days a week, I could probably just crank stuff up in my business even more, especially with the planner. That's a new brand. Anytime we go live, you guys, I literally bought a new iPad with the pencil so that I could do the PDF and mirror it to the screen to walk through doing some hot seats. Life's just been crazy. But here's the thing. I don't want to do a few live streams every single week. Doesn't mean I won't at some point. But right now I don't want to, you know, so I, I enjoy live streaming, but not that often. It requires and takes a totally different level of energy to show up and do that. I also don't like it when I see people live streaming for the sake of live streaming. It's like they're just talking to talk. And that seems like, God, do, do people pay attention to that stuff? I, I, I don't know. And again, this is all food for thought and I am open to discussion. Um, but when I go live, I want to have a point, a purpose, know that there's value and, and what's going to come out of it. And I just, um, you know, guys, it's like, I gotta do my hair, right? Like That's a pain in the butt. I'm just kidding. So, but as an example, uh, my friend Marie Zapara had written a great article about creating more white space in her life. I swore you guys, when I read that article, I could have done a backflip. If I knew how to, I would have done a backflip. Um, because I also know that as I've gotten older, I definitely require more white space in my life. In other words, less scheduled, structured time with expectations of what my productivity is going to produce, right? Like, is it okay that you have a couple hours where you don't have to do anything? You know, recently I had to remind myself uh, just this past weekend that just because I could work didn't mean I had to. In fact, it was probably a lot better for my business that I didn't work. Instead, I went and saw Aladdin, which was fantastic. And I will probably see it in the theater again. Uh, I do have a pass to the theater. Like I can see up to three movies a week for like 20 bucks a month. It's insane. Anyways, but I enjoyed my time away from the computer and I came back to work with a clear mind. My goal for my, my personal goal now is that the ping pong discussion in my mind about whether or not I should or shouldn't work stops, okay? Or at least lessens. And and fortunately, I think my conscious choice to, to shift this has helped me go, Kim, it's the weekend. Just chill. 
you know, it, it's a go to the park with a dog, walk, do get outside if it's not raining. If not, go to a movie, pick up the phone, take a nap, whatever you feel like doing. You know, even cleaning, you guys, I get so goofy. I bought like a Fitbit and it's like, oh, how many steps did I get when I vacuum the house? Anyways, all those little things, like life has to happen too. So I really am working on this, this conscious awareness and choice to live my days with the right intention, doing the right work without feeling that pressure. So what does this all mean for business? Probably wonder where I'm getting to this, right? So in the last couple of days since I started working on this, this post, I have had a couple of discussions about elements of this topic, not on the broad hope. I hope this, this podcast actually initiates some discussion. So please leave a comment or let me know your thoughts and how you're feeling. Um, but with social media pivoting to more of a pay-to-play model, I mean, it just is what it is, right, guys? I don't – I mean, it's a bummer, but oh, well. <laughs> like, you can't begrudge a business for needing to make money. Um, but many people are finding themselves spending less time on social media, both posting and engaging. Here's the thing, though. Like, I don't think less posting and engaging is necessarily the answer. I think it's about getting creative – trying to innovate and testing what works. So if the way you've been doing it isn't really working, try to find a different way to do it. And I know that sounds very like easy for you to say, Cam, right? But but let, let's pick something specific. So let's say on Facebook, you tend to, you share your posts and you share some, some inspirational quotes, which used to work great. Now they're falling flat. All right. Well, could you try a video? Could you do a live stream and test it, connect it with messenger, something, pick one thing and test it. You know, uh, I've got an interview coming out with Sean Lineham and another behind the scenes guy. And he's like, all it, everything is just testing. Everything is testing this podcast, that this topic, this style, whatever, or look at the podcast I did with Allegra last week, splitting a conversation into two parts. That was just kind of this ranty open discussion that I felt like having look at, look at the success of Joe Rogan's podcast, you guys. And I'm not saying I mean, obviously who the person is and how they do it and all of that matters as well. But if it doesn't feel right for you, test something different. And and it's that old Edison, 10,000 tries for the light bulb, right? So, you know, whether or not it's about less or more, the bottom line is there are only so many hours in the day, right? So how do you decide where to put your energy? The old mantra of being seen everywhere, while probably still valid, is way more of the long game than a viable strategy, right? Because consistency does pay off. So as an example, recently I posted in my Facebook group about the absolute friggin' redonkulous, stupid nonsense that is the follow-unfollow crap that happens on Instagram. Yeah, not shy in telling you how I feel about that one. Why the hell people spend energy doing this is beyond me. My guess because that's all I can do, um, is it has something to do with appearing more like an influencer because your follower count is so much higher than your following count. But come on, you guys, does that shit really work? Like, I get it. But if you're not Chris Hemsworth, Thor, aka Thor, like, I, I just don't get it. And I'm not only Chris Hemsworth, but I'm saying like actual celebrities and big influencers, right? And I, I, I know nothing, you guys, about people who make livings Livings make a living as an Instagram influencer. So I'm totally talking out of left field. But 
where it's happening that I witness it. It's like random brands and businesses who follow me because I don't actively go out and follow people unless there are people that I have taken an interest in. So with the planner I've talked to you guys about, you know, last year diving into this whole journaling world and having fun, you know, getting pens and doing hand lettering and stuff. And so I will search those hashtags sometimes and I will discover things and then I follow those people. Or when I find an article and I go to someone's site and I follow and I connect from there. But for the most part, I only follow people back once they've followed me. And that's not intentional or unintentional. It's just the habit and the way I do things right now. So to my understanding, and you guys, again, I'm not remotely schooled on how social algorithms work, but my understanding is that engagement plays a huge role in your stuff getting seen. I'm so curious to see what happens when Instagram gets rid of the likes. That's going to be fascinating. I mean, the, right? Yeah, the like counts and stuff. I think that's what they're getting rid of. Yeah. Um, It's going to be interesting, right? But if you game the system like this, the quality of your followers is going to drop significantly and your content won't be seen anyway. So what if the being part of this post, right? More being, less being seen was about being present or as the song goes, and I actually had a boss who used to say this, love the one you're with. So if you have a list, email list, right? Followers, likes, subscribers, all of those things, depending on the channel and platform, Hopefully your website and email list is still always the core, Uh, but why not engage with the people who have already told you they like you and value what you're doing? I I think in doing that, it's going to help you get discovered. If you're in a place where, look, you're thinking, I'm not going to run ads, Kim, I'm doing everything organically. Great, great. But go all in with where you're at instead of chasing what could be. That's my thought on that. And you guys, all of this sounds easier than it is. Trust me. I I totally get it. And I'd love to tell you that I don't have FOMO, but it creeps in every now and then. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I feel super boring because I really like a chill. Uh, I I have a pretty chill life and I like it. Um, The other piece of all of this is that I have friends I like to connect with on social media, primarily in my Facebook group or on Facebook, because that's how we stay in touch and check in, right? Like they're in other parts of the world. Sorry, I'm trying to finish this coffee. It's like 1.15. I'm trying to finish it before it gets too late. Because I'll be awake all night. But that's how we stay in touch. We hop on a messenger. I hop in in a couple private groups. And that's how you stay in the loop with things, right? So, um, you know, it's it's really, it's a balancing act. And I think it's probably a balancing act that in and of itself, as a process. What might work for me in June may not work for me in October, right? So moving forward, this is what I've decided that I'm going to set a goal for myself for the month of June. And maybe I'll run it as a challenge in my Facebook group, but it's not going to be formal guys. It's going to be a, an accountability thread. I did this for a while where we did a 90 day accountability, but I thought, how can we simplify this? And all I do is people say they're in, they list their stuff. I put it on a doc in the group and then I tag them each week. That's it. So that's probably what this is going to look like. Um, but again, I want to keep this simple. So I'm going to pick three things that are going to help me reach my business goals as it pertains to all of this. I'm going to create a schedule and stick to it. <clears throat> Accountability really works well for me. There was a time when I was like, that's so pathetic, Kim. Like it felt like a weakness. 
16 years of therapy, an amazing therapist, and lots of meditation and reflection. Now I'm like, hey, you know what works for you? Do it. So the three things that will be most helpful to me right now, as I was writing and recording this, they may pivot a little bit. But first of all, no social media until my email is sent out. I I miss doing that. I really do. There was something there was something magical about it and not from the perspective of what it did for my business. It was really more about who I became in the process of showing myself I could do that and stick with it. And I do miss doing that. So it's going to be either Kim Doyle or the content creators planner because I'm doing the email for that too. Either way, I want to get my emails back on a regular schedule and Monday through Friday is not um, too much for me. I I know that I can do that five days a week. Um, I also need to schedule in creation and promotion time. So what I do when is what I'm saying. And James, my friend, James Rose of Content Snare, we had done a live stream and he showed his Trello board and how he blocks stuff out. And I do actually have a Trello board (laughs) that I used. I'm all in on Asana now and they do have boards uh, similar to Trello. So I think I will just move that over. It works great and make sure that what I'm scheduling in, but scheduling in the creation and promotion time is so key for me because I know when I'm most effective, like late at night is not, does not tend to be when my brain is like on fire to create. Um, I like to read, I can do some engagement. I can do follow up that type of stuff. Even in late afternoons, I, I just prefer first part of the day. I'm way better with that. Right. So And then the last thing is to batch things. So not only scheduling in the creation and promotion time, but looking at that schedule and batching things. So I have blocks of time that might be, you know, okay, go ahead and create a bunch of social media images for your stuff. I recently did a new featured image for the podcast and I have to go back. I'm not done. Change them all. I'm not changing the podcast posts that were the WordPress check. Those are all just going to stay as is. Uh, But for the Kim Doyle show, I have a new featured image um, that is branded in essence. Uh, So finish doing that, but literally like go batch it. Say, okay, for two hours, I'm going to only focus on the podcast. What needs to be done for that, right? Scheduling through co-schedule or missing letter, whatever it is. Um, But the thing with that is it's like you just you get in a groove, right? I mean, it's kind of like writing. When I write, I can get lost for a few hours in a post and I'll be listening to noisily with my rain and my wind sounds or I'm such a geek, you guys. Like now that it's nice, I'm like, I want to listen to ocean. Like I want to hear, you know, seagulls <laughs> in the background. Um, <clears throat> simple pleasures. Um, but but really it's it's knowing that that focused energy <clears throat> goodness, I'm so sorry for the coughs. That focused energy though is dedicated, right? That's That was kind of a redundant statement, I think, but you get my point. So there's a few reasons I want to do this and why I need to do this. So firstly, I shouldn't have said that because I'm probably not going to do second and thirdly. <laughs> um, anyways, now that I have clients for content marketing, making sure my time is allotted to the right activities is going to keep me from letting my own brands get lost in the shuffle. This happened all the time when I was doing websites. I would, I always felt like I was working on other people's businesses, not my own. I got to the point where I was like, no client work before noon, which I may stick with because the client work, which I'm not going to go into how we do what we're doing and who's doing what or all of that stuff. But I know that 
my brain is still in the right place to do content work afternoon, uh, client work afternoon. So I'll probably stick with that for myself. Um, but I know too much now to let that happen in terms of my stuff getting lost in the shuffle. The other big thing is that I have some big changes happening in my personal life. So my son is graduating high school. Yes, guys, we have come over the hellish hump that has been the last few years uh, in June. And he's moving up to Sonoma. He's going to live with some friends. He's actually going to go to the junior college and work. And I'm excited for him for this new chapter. Um, but so I will be moving out of the area. Uh, so he's moving at the end of June. I'm actually going to move out of this house at the end of July, but I'm probably going to stay in the Bay Area for a couple months because I'm speaking, which you're going to hear about at the Recurring Revenue Retreat, which is in Orlando, but I've got plane tickets out of San Francisco, blah, 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 um, and have a couple family things in September. So I'm like, okay, I can actually just, I'm probably going to go hang out with my sister for a couple months, um, but the lease is up here. And then after that, uh, who knows? My, where is, how do I say this? The front runner, I guess I would say right now is Boise, Idaho. Believe it or not. I know you guys are like, what are you doing, Kim? Boise. I thought you were going to go to Costa Rica. For those of you who've been following me for years. Um, it's funny because, you know, I sold my house. When did I sell the house? 2016. And it was it was great to raise the kids and all that. I had the big yard, the pool, all that stuff. This house actually set a pool, which has been lovely. Um, but I'm kind of tired of maintaining so much stuff. So uh, not only am I moving, but I'm going to get rid of a lot of stuff as well. Like both houses have had formal living room, dining room, family room, all that stuff. I'm literally not taking the entire living room, dining room with me, selling, getting rid of all that kind of stuff. Uh, I'm actually looking at an apartment. There's a bunch of brand, they're so pretty apartments that have, you ready for this? Because of course the dogs are going to rule this, but they've got like dog play areas at some of these um, apartment complexes. They're beautiful, three bedroom apartment, um, new gyms on site, all that stuff, because I'll probably be doing a decent amount of travel in the next year and coming back to see family. And for me, it's just, you guys, I've been, I have been in the Bay Area my entire life, lived live close to family. Um, and hear my heart, like I got a little weepy when my dad was like, I'm just going to miss you. And my parents like, okay, so every six weeks, like you come down or we'll come. They're really cute. (laughs) Um, but I I'm, I'm ready, right? Like I've raised my kids by myself. I'm sort of the family backup. I help with my nieces and nephews, my great aunt. I'm like, Kim's ready just for a year for Kim. So that's kind of what's coming. Um, but like I said, I've got a lot of stuff to get rid of. So how does this work? Plus moving my son in the next 30 days, let alone the next 60 days, while keeping my business on track and staying sane and feeling like I'm not letting stuff slip through the cracks. It takes conscious intention, you guys. It's going to take conscious planning and intention, choosing to stay present and focusing on who is in my world right now who is making all of this possible, which is you guys who listen, which is my subscribers who open my emails, who read, who read the posts that my, my, my Facebook group, all of that, as much as it's like, how does the group factor in these people have been, you know, my group, they're awesome. They're it's, I don't know. Um, but you know, these are my peeps. So it's like making sure to, like I said, stay conscious, stay present, um, and figure out how all of this is going to work. 
because honestly, even at the next two months, then we're moving to a new place. And what is that going to be like? So stay tuned for all of those adventures because I will be doing a road trip uh, to Idaho. But I'm just curious, you guys, let me know what you think about, you know, having to be everywhere, to be seen everywhere, to document, to share, to show up, but yet you've got work to do, right? And like, what what piece fits what? I, I don't know. Um, hopefully this has been beneficial. Hopefully this has helped you guys know that if you feel any of these things, uh, you're not alone, but it's okay. And I, meaning it's okay to, to take a step back to go quiet and not dark. Like, I don't think I do any of that stuff. Um, just cause I <laughs> clearly I share my life on this show, but you know, staying in touch with your community, um, your groups, your, your world is key. Even if it means just saying, Hey, I've got a lot of work to do. And I do that sometimes in the Facebook group on Mondays, we share, you know, what are your plans for the week? And I'm like, going to be head down, might be quiet. I'll catch you guys at the end of the week, but I really do try and go in and engage. So anyways, I'd love your thoughts. Please let me know, you know, what's working for you. And this was, uh, a little bit shorter of a post or podcast, I guess. It's crazy. I, I have no problem writing 2000 words, uh, but the way my brain goes <laughs> and how it turns into an audio podcast is separate. So sorry for shouting in your ear if I did. You guys are awesome. I love you tons. As always, thanks so much for listening. If you have not gotten your planner, go to contentcreatorsplanner.com and create a content strategy that is based on your business goals. That's the whole purpose of this. And speaking of side note, uh, so much for ending the podcast, but next month, Jody and I are launching a podcast for the content creators planner and a newsletter. And I've got some exciting stuff coming in regards to a newsletter. You might be thinking, what? A newsletter? They're kind of making a comeback. I had this discussion with Ben Saylor of CoSchedule. I mean, I have Josh Spector on who kind of opened my whole world into newsletters. Ann Hanley has a great one. So it's it's interesting times, guys. I, I think it's great. And on that note, I'm going to end because I'm going to start just telling stories and rambling. And uh, <laughs> I do respect your time, oddly enough, even if it sounds like I don't. So thanks for putting up with the coughs. If you've not left a review in iTunes, um, would mean the world to me. And I wanted to, it's the craziest thing, guys. I, something's going on. I won't get into too much of this. Um, but with the podcast reviews, all of a sudden it reverted back to, I don't know, 2014. So I'm going to have to, to go back. Um, couple quick, yeah, it's only showing 2014. I don't know how, what's going on in my site. So I'm going to do that. So if you have left a review, thank you. I will go do this manually in terms of getting my arse over to iTunes so I can publicly thank you. It means the world to me. Have a fantastic day, morning, evening, wherever you're at, and stay tuned for the part two with Allegra next. Not directly next, but next episode. All right, guys, I'll catch you soon. 